Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Allah haqqa tuqati Wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise and seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passion. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with the best of your ability, fear Allah, and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Al-Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. Uh, Insha'Allah, today we have a continuation to our previous series of explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin. The book of Riyadh al-Salihin, which you call Garden of the Righteousness. And this been put together by Imam Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi. And what we're doing here, we give an explanation of the ahadith and the explanation by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send mercy in his soul. We had finished last time until hadith number 1000. And three. Today, inshallah, we have a new chapter. Our chapter today is concerning chapter 182, and the hadith is 1004. And this verb is Tahbab, ما أذن الله لشيء ما أذن لنبي حسن الصوت 
يتغنى بالقرآن يجهر به متفق عليه Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Allah does not listen so attentively to anything as he listens to the recitation of the Noble Quran by a prophet who recites well with a beautiful voice and out loud voice. This hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send mercy in their soul. The second hadith in our chapter, hadith 1005, which reported by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu an, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, لَقَدْ أُوْتِيكَ مِزْمَارًا مِنْ مَزَامِيرِ آلِ دَوُود مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ Narrated Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, رضي الله عنه may Allah be pleased with him Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said to him you have been given a mizmar which means a sweet moldy voice out of the mizmar of the family of the prophet Dawood and in other narration which by Imam Muslim رحمة الله عليه that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم قال له لو رأيتني وأنا أستمع لقراءتك البارحة The term or the word mizmar means musical instrument like a flute but here it stands for a tone sweet voice Okay now we go to the explanation by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthameen rahmatullahi alayhi قال المؤلف رحمه الله في كتابه رياض الصالحين في أداب القراءة باب استحباب تحسين الصوت بالقراءة وطرى بالقراءة من حسن الصوت والاستماع إليه هاتان مسألتان إمام ابن عثيمين رحمة الله عليه السين This here chapter related to two issues and comes under the adab and the discipline and the proper behavior of reciting the Quran and also the other issue is the virtues or the permissibility and the excellency of listening to somebody who has a beautiful voice while he reciting the Quran. The first issue here that the excellency of beautify your voice while you reciting the Quran. And this is divided to two categories. One is the proper way of pronouncing the letters and how you're supposed to say it clear and from the proper place. That means you don't hide any letter or you did not drop down any letter. So this way you'll be fulfilling it according the way according the way that been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second issue is related to the tone of saying the Qur'an. And both of them, the way you pronounce the letters and the way that you modify and beautify your voice, both of them are required while you are reciting the Qur'an. The first issue, we shouldn't be doing, overdoing it. 
as example, you see a person try to recite the Quran and his face turning red and barely he can breathe and they try to express the ghunna and the sounds that coming out of the nose and all the things by going beyond his or her ability. We, when we recite the Quran, we have to say it in a normal way and say the vowels correctly and pronounce the letter correctly. This is the basic and the most important thing. But for going to the extreme and to try to emphasize it too much and make it difficult on the people, this is not required, which is called ilm tajweed. So the ilm of tajweed is not a must. Because this referring to the proper sound without going to the extreme. So this is something excellent, excellent, but is not a must. So we have to keep this in mind. As for the second issue, which beautify your voice, somebody may say, for me to beautify my voice or make my voice sound good is not is my choice because this is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless certain people with a good voice or a good uh, way of saying the Quran. So some people they have this ability that they have a deep voice or a strong voice uh, and beautiful in the same time. We say, yes, this is true. It's something that some people are blessed by having a special and sweet voice. But also we have to understand by practice a person can reach a good level of beautify his voice. So we can earn this quality also. A person can keep trying until he will have a good voice. This hadith which we have today, which by Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, was the, the Prophet saying, which is the meaning is, Allah doesn't not, doesn't listen to, so intensively to anything, as he listens to recitation of the noble Quran, by a prophet who recites it well, with a, Good voice, a loud voice. So what we understand in this hadith, the scholars are saying, Allah listens, that means Allah doesn't listen to something from all these voices more, that he, more than he listen to a prophet who reciting the Quran in out loud and beautiful voice. As we understand that the prophets are the best among the human beings, and the Quran is the best in the speech. And here when you have the best among all mankind reciting the best words, which is the words of Allah, and he will say it in a way that you can hear it. 
Zuhur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will listen to this because it's coming out of a prophet and he's saying it beautifully. So this shows you about one of the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he love and and he, he listened to it. In the other hadith which reported by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, may Allah be pleased with him, which is Abdullah ibn Qais, one of the the people who used to talk in the behalf of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and give lectures in behalf of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So one night the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he passed by his house and he heard him reciting the Quran. So the Prophet ﷺ was so admired by his recitation. So the Prophet ﷺ told him, Indeed, you've been given a mizmar from Mazamir al-Dawood. Al-Dawood is the family of Dawood, the Prophet Dawood السلام, The Prophet Dawood, the Prophet Dawood, he has very beautiful voice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had said in Quran, Ya jibalu awubi ma'ahu wa tayra wa alanna lahu al-hadid. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He blessed the Prophet Dawood that when he recites the book, Zabur that he gave to him, Allah blessed him to make the mountains and the birds to repeat and say with him what he was reciting. From how so beautiful that the birds used to come as soon as they hear the Prophet Dawood reciting Az-Zabur, as well as the mountain used to start to repeat, and you can hear the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you can hear this echo and this beautiful singing of Az-Zabur after the Prophet Dawood So we can see to this mountain, which is rocks, and this bird that flying in the air. They will come together for reputation and saying after the Prophet Dawood. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he heard Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, may Allah be pleased with him, with his recitation, that was so beautiful, so he told him, that you've been blessed with one of the instruments that been given. That means a, a beautiful voice, like the voice the family of Dawood been blessed with. So Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, in response to this, he said to the Prophet ﷺ, O Prophet of Allah, if I know that you was listening, I will beautify my voice more, and make it more special for you, so you can enjoy it. From that, the scholars, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them, they understood that if a person purify his voice with the Quran, so that the listener can enjoy it, this is not a showing off, and this is not riya, it's not something wrong. Because this encouragement of listening to the words of Allah, People get happy and enjoy and they fill with Iman when they hear this Quran and especially when they hear it in a good voice. As a result of this, he found that some people when they have a problem 
or they depressed and they feel the Quran, if they listen to the Quran, especially from certain reciters, now they can feel more tranquility and more relaxed. And alhamdulillah nowadays, we been blessed to have with this mother technology that we have now tapes that is recorded that any time that you want to listen to the Quran, that you can play it. You don't have to be looking for somebody to find him so he can uh, say the Quran for you. And people who became now, mashallah, tabarakallah, with competition with each other. So you have a lot of uh, variety of reciters and shiuch that they recite the Quran in a beautiful voice. Also from this hadith we understand that a person should try his best to recite the Quran in the best fashion, as much as he can, especially if Allah bless him with a good voice, or also that he will ask those people who have a good voice to recite it for him. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all to make us from those people who establish the Quran in the proper way, in action and words and the way how to say it. Next hadith, which is 1006, this reported by Al-Bara ibn Azib, may Allah be pleased with him. He said, سَمِعْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَرَأَ فِي الْعِشَاءِ بِالْتِينِ والزيتون فما سمعت أحدا أحسن صوتا منه متفق عليه ناريتد البراء بن عازب مي الله بليز وزهم I heard Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم reciting سورة والتين والزيتون chapter number 95 during salat العشاء the prayer I have never heard anyone reciting it in a more beautiful, beautiful voice than the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alaihi The next hadith, which a hadith reported by Abu Lubaba Bashir ibn Abdul Munzir radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi said, "Man lam yataghanna bil Qur'ani falaysa minna." Rawahu Abu Dawood bi isnadin jayid, which reported by Abu Lubaba. May Allah be pleased with him. That the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alaihi said, He who doesn't recite the Quran in a pleasant tone is not of us. Next hadith, 1008, reported by Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, اقرأ علي القرآن فقلت يا رسول الله اقرأ عليك وعليك انزل قال اني احب ان اسمعه من غيري فقرأت عليه سورة النساء حتى جئت الى هذه الآية فكيف اذا جئنا من كل امة بشهيد وجئنا بك على هؤلاء شهيدا قال حسبك الآن فالتفت إليه فإذا عيناه تذرفان متفق عليه ابن مسعود may Allah be pleased with him narrated 
Allah's Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said to me, recite the noble Quran to me. I said, O Messenger of Allah, shall I recite it to you? Whereas it was revealed to you, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, I like to hear it from others. Then I began to recite Surat An-Nisa. When I reach the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how will it be when we shall bring a witness from every people and bring you as witness against them? Having heard it, he said, enough, enough. When I turn my look towards him, I found his eyes were overflown with tears. Narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. The explanation by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhi. This ahadith related to beautifying the voice of oneself while reciting the Quran. Hadith, Al-Bara ibn Azib, he told us that he followed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in Salat al-Isha, the night prayer last prayer, and he heard him recite Surat Atin, and he narrated to us that he never heard anybody recite this Surah as good as the Prophet ﷺ. Of course, the Prophet ﷺ is the best person to recite the Quran, and he deserves this more than anybody else. Because the Prophet ﷺ is the one who received the Qur'an. And the Prophet ﷺ, his mannerism and his behavior was according to the Qur'an. From this hadith also we understand that how a person supposed to beautify his voice when reciting the Qur'an. Secondly, that permissibility of reciting short surahs in the Salat al-Isha, the last prayer. Although that the majority of the Prophet sallam, as he told to Mu'az ibn Jabal, recite like Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la or hal ataka hadith al-ghashiya wal-layl idha yagsha or surat al-shams wa duhaha. So, which is not short surahs, but is still considered short, but is not very short, like Surah 15. There is no problem for the person to recite a short Surah, like a Teen Wazaytun, or Surah Zalzala, in the last prayer. Also the Prophet ﷺ had encouraged us to sing the Qur'an, and he told us the person who doesn't sing the Qur'an, i.e., he doesn't beautify his voice. He doesn't make his voice pleasant with the Quran. He's not one of us. So the scholars understood from this hadith two issues. Number one, من لم يتغنى بالقرآن من لم يتغنى به يتغنى it can relate to meaning. One mean من لم يستغني به مَنْ لَمْ يَسْتَغْنِ بِهِ عَنْ غَيْرِهِ بحيث 
That means if somebody is the Quran. As for the third hadith, which is the hadith that narrated by Ibn Mas'ud, the Prophet ﷺ, had asked him to recite the Quran for him. So Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, he was surprised. Because he knows that the Prophet ﷺ was the one who received the Quran. So how come he wants somebody else to recite the Quran for him? But the Prophet ﷺ explained to him, that he loved to hear it from others. Because usually a person who reciting the Quran is busy with the way how to pronounce the letters and the words and singing it. But the person who is listening, he will be focusing more on the meaning. So the reciter is, vo is re focusing more about the proper way to pronounce it. But the person who is listening is reflecting more on the meaning and the understanding. To such a degree that some people said, Al-Qari'u Halib wal-Mustami' Sharib. So like a person who milking a cow, and another person comes and drinks the milk. A person who milking the cow, he put in some effort to milk the cow. But the person who drinks the milk, he's enjoying drinking it, you see. So the reciter of the Qur'an, he doesn't have the chance as much as the listener of enjoying the Qur'an. So anyway, Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, he starts recite the Qur'an to fulfill the wish of the Prophet ﷺ, and he recited to him for Surah An-Nisa. And he recites the verse. فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِنْ كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا How come? And how is it going to be? And how will it be? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring a witness from every nation to be witness against them and the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ will be brought as a witness against them as well us. So how is it going to be? How serious is it going to be? Here is the Prophet ﷺ in this moment, he said to him, enough. That means he could not take it anymore because with two heavy statements on the heart and the mind of the Prophet ﷺ, he started thinking, about the seriousness of this day. As a result of this, when Ibn Mas'ud looked at the Prophet ﷺ, he found him tears coming of his eyes. That day, when all the people are gathering, and the prophets and the messenger have been brought to be witnesses against their nation, and also the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ will be brought to be witness against us. And the scholars also will be brought to be witnesses. The scholars will be the tie or the link between us and the prophets in way of relating the information. Because the scholar is supposed to teach and also he is going to be witness that he has the information.
So the scholar, he teaches the people that this is halal, do it, this is haram, stay away from it. So this way he will be witness in the day of judgment. Yes, Allah, I taught so and so. Yes, Allah, I explained to them about the riba. Yes, Allah, I told them about this is haram, this and that. Okay? And also, the scholar will be a witness that he passed this information to the people. So the evidence will be against us through the Prophet and the Prophet Muhammad and the scholars and those who have taught us. The first one they will give their testimony are the prophets and the messengers. They will say to Allah, oh Allah, yes indeed we have delivered our message. And after this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also brings the nation of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we understand that the Prophet sallallahu he already did this in Hajjat al-Wada'a, in the last and final Hajj. When he has this old Sahaba, about 10,000 standing there, and he asked him, Alahal Ballagd, Qalu Naam, Qala Allahumma Ashhad. Alahal Ballagd, Qalu Naam, Qala Allahumma Ashhad. Qala Alahal Ballagd, Qalu Naam, Qala Allahumma Ashhad. He questions them, did I deliver the message? They say yes. He say, oh Allah be witness. Did I deliver the message? He said, yes, O oh Prophet of Allah, you did. He said, oh Allah be witness. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa repeated this three times. In that day, the witnesses will be brought. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa when he heard this from Ibn Mas'ud, he told him enough. And this shows you how the Prophet sallallahu was reflecting on what he's listening and how the verses has impact on him. In that day which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَوْمَ يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَعَسَهُ الرَّسُولَ لَوْ تُسَوَّى بِهُمُ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا يَتْتُمُونَ اللَّهَ حَدِيثًا In that day the kuffar and those who disobey and reject the Prophet, they will wish that the earth will be leveled with them. That means they will wish they never came out of the grave. They will wish that they will turn to be dust. But all this wishes is not going to help them in that day. So what we're learning from this hadith, the permissibility of asking somebody to recite Quran for you, so you can listen and enjoy it from listening from others. Even if the reciters are less in knowledge than you. Because some people Allah bless them with a good voice. But does not mean that he has the knowledge of the Quran. So it's no problem that you can hear from him. You ask him to recite some Quran for you or you can tell him I would like to hear such a such a surah from you. And this hadith also shows us How is the blessings of the Qur'an and how the pen, per, person can benefit from the Qur'an. And the good thing about this, the reciter is benefiting from the Qur'an and the listener is benefiting from the Qur'an.
as we understand that Al-Quran is the most blessed book that been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the most perfect and beneficial book that been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the most useful to the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us all from the people of the Quran. Those people who act and behave according to the Quran and they live and die according to the Quran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows this. Inshallah we're going to stop here and we continue with the verses of the Quran and the special surahs for last class inshallah. And if anybody have question only related to what we discussed today. Because I have another class that I have to go to. If you have some question about what we discuss only today. If not, inshallah, we're going to be continuing in other time. Thank you for your time and for listening. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.